Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. I'm your host, David Kozlowski. Heidi's busy trying to save the world and work hard in her business. I told her, take the week off. Take a couple weeks off. It's always good to get Heidi after she's coming off of a project and she's inspired. And also, too, she works a lot harder than I do. I just talk about feelings for a living. So Heidi will probably be back with us next week. But for now, I'm riding solo. And the good news is I got a question from a listener that I chose, and I think, I don't think, the reason why I chose this question is because this is a question that's very good, very practical. A lot of people can will be able to relate to this one. And uh, also on top of it, I don't think we've answered this type of a question. If we have, it was a long time ago, back when we did our DM episodes, back in the very, very beginning. So now that we're on our fifth year of the podcast, I'm definitely trying to answer some more questions again to give you guys a little bit specific extra attention for your needs. And also, it's not therapy, as you heard in the disclaimer, but it does help to give a little, to get a little bit of professional advice, suggestions every now and then. So before I jump into the question, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, 1-800-CONTACTS, for all the great support they give us. If you need contacts, don't even think about it. Go to 1-800-CONTACTS. They'll get you dialed in and just know you're buying a product from some pretty good people. When I say pretty good, I mean amazingly good. Love all the people out there. Also, Lingo Eyewear, www.liingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight. And if you go there to Lingo, not only do you get to pick out your own custom pair of glasses, get fitted, get your prescriptions matched to you, do it all online with this cool app and a cool technology they have, but you also get $30 off your first order simply by using promo code LIGHTTHEFIGHT. That's L-I-G-H-T-T-H-E-F-I-G-H-T. Man, I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, how do I spell? F- oh, man, that would have been funny for you guys, embarrassing for me if I spelled that wrong. I'm going to have to rewind this brand and make sure I didn't spell that wrong because I said it so fast. Anyways, thank you to Lingo Eyewear to, for supporting us and for 1-800-CONTACTS. So let's get to the question. So this is a real-life parent. At least I hope it's a real-life parent. Of course it's a real-life parent. And uh, they got a question about a teenager and a relationship situation. So here we go. Hi, Heidi and David. I discovered your podcast about three months ago, and I've been, been, listen- I've been binge listening since. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're helping me raise my kids. Okay, maybe I should skip these part. I love this part personally, but I don't want it to seem like we're bragging. So she says a lot of really cool compliments. Thank you very much for that. Let me scroll down a little bit further. Okay, so here it is. She says, what advice would you give a 16-year-old boy that broke up with his girlfriend, but he still likes her and she still cares about him, but they need to move on? I feel for my son because they had a great relationship and he is sad and can't seem to get over her and move on to more of a friendship. I don't want the relationship to become a toxic one, but I'm worried it could become that if he doesn't somehow let her go. They broke up because mom is getting a divorce and is uncomfortable with how close they were getting. 
The girl is pretty emotional about it, and I think they argue, and the relationship just needs to have a cool down, but he can't seem to get over to get over her. What advice can I give him? Well, as always, thank you very much for the question. We never tell who the people are that are giving out the questions because that wouldn't be nice and that wouldn't be good. We want them to feel, and we want each and every one of you to feel that if you ask us a question, it's confidential, even though this isn't therapy, we're going to respect that most people don't want their information, their privacy out there. So in response to this question, a couple of things came to my mind. First, um, it's always hard when two young people are going through a breakup that is really encouraged, forced, or for whatever reason, they just believe that they have to go through this breakup right now. Now, in this situation, it sounds like, you know, I'm going to take the the mom that wrote this in, sounds like the other mom, the girl's mom, is having some challenges for whatever may be, divorce. I wouldn't wish divorce on anyone. Divorce is a horrible and difficult thing to go through. But I can imagine this other mom seeing how close, you know, her daughter and this boy are getting. It can be of great concern for any parent when their teenagers are really, you know, locked heavily into a very deep, committed relationship at such a young age. So I definitely can empathize, and, and I've talked to many parents throughout the years, where that's a real concern. It's like, hey, we want our kids to date someone, but we don't want them to be completely letting go of all their responsibilities, clinging to each other all the time. Definitely don't want hickeys and sucking face all the time either. I think that's a given. And it's difficult because last time I checked, teenagers have this thing called hormones. And they're popping, okay? They're going off. They're boop, 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 like the 4th of July. And they're excited and they like each other. And they have a lot of energy to talk all night, hang out all day. So it can be quite a big dopamine rush, a lot of excitement, not to mention all the hormones in there. So parents have a rightful reason to fear. And what I just described doesn't go really well with having a casual relationship and just dating a little bit. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it is very difficult for any teenage couple to just lightly date or to break up after they've been really close for a while, especially when they feel the pressure, or in this case, it seems like they feel like they have to break up. So I just wanted to establish that there is a lot of complications in a situation like this, and there's a lot of unrealistic expectations from parents and teenagers as well. Parents tend to get on that on that side where we just want you guys to be friends. Well, once they've already crossed the line and they've been in a relationship, that's somewhat of an unrealistic relationship. I mean, expectation. You're either dating or not that I want people to have a big fight and a big horrible breakup, but that at least has a line in the sand where people know, okay, we're really broken up. This seems like they're just playing breakup or they're feeling that they have to maybe hide it or maybe um, they'll break up, get back together. So there's a lot of complications on that side. Now for the teenager as well, you look at a teenage situation where once they have this commitment to one another, it's hard for teenagers, once they've opened up and shared all this deep personal life information, it's hard for them to think that they could find someone else that they could be so close to and, and start over. And I know as adults, sometimes adults won't get out of a relationship that they know is past its expiration date, a relationship that they know has come to an end but they too feel scary to start all over and to be vulnerable. So I get it. But teenagers especially, they, they don't really have enough experience that you can share really deep information with someone. In fact, you could even get married to this person. 
spend thousands of dollars on a wedding and pictures and all those things and buy a home and have all these assets and, and children together and then break up. So as we become older as adults, even though it's harder, we become, we become more familiar with what's realistic expectations. You can open up and share and get really close to someone else, especially after you've dated as an adult and had lots of relationships. You notice that relationships require a certain amount of vulnerability to have a bond and a deep enough connection to make you want to be exclusive with that person. So I'm assuming to this mother and anyone out there listening that's curious about this question, I'm assuming that that's a big problem and a big challenge for them. They opened up to each other. They got really close. They bonded. Now, um, I, I don't know how far their relationship has went in the intimate category. If they've, you know, been really intimate, not really intimate. I'm imagining the mom that's sending this question right now. She's hearing this part go, no, no, don't say that. I don't want to think about that. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they've had sex, if they haven't had sex. Whatever it is, they're obviously close to one another. So when you have two young people that are close to one another, it's really difficult for them to take in advice like, hey, you know, it's just best for you guys' future. You know, I know you guys really care about each other, but, you know, you guys can just be friends and, you know, just, just don't hang out as much or, you know, only see each other every now and then or, you know, have rules, you know, in, in how you conduct yourself in the relationship. That's hard because most adults don't have that type of um, uh, self, uh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-control, jeez. <laughs> Most adults don't have that kind of self-control to pull back and let their prefrontal cortex make long-term decisions when they have a lot of intense emotions. So now that I've established a lot, not all of them, but a lot of the challenges and a lot of the difficulties in a situation like this, my advice I'm about to share right now is for how the mom can help her son deal with this. Because it doesn't sound like this mom has the power to stop them from seeing each other. And it doesn't sound like she's trying to stop them from seeing each other. It does sound like she's trying to encourage them to take a break. It does sound like the other mom wants them to break up or at least encouraging them to take a break as well. But if you force them to stop, if you pressure them, if, if you have too many late, heavy talks and, and, and even confrontation arguments about it, it can have the opposite effect. I think we all have a little bit of a teenager in us. And so it's not hard to imagine teenagers become resistant or teenagers getting, you know, like doubling down. I'm like, you know, like, like they don't know how we feel like, like this is important to us. And, you know, we want to be together forever. I mean, teenagers think and feel that way. We may laugh at that. We may think, oh, that's ridiculous. And that's the part that I want to focus on right now. As a parent, I always suggest parents don't state what you believe is the obvious. So for example, saying things like, Hey, I know you guys have been together for a while. I know you guys like each other, but you know, what are the chances of you really getting married? You know, what are the chances of this relationship really lasting past high school? The reason why I tell parents not to state the obvious is because one, teenagers don't want to hear it, so it can cause some natural defensiveness. And two, because you stated that, it can cause them in that defensive reaction to actually feel like they have to save the relationship or protect the relationship and prove to other people that the relationship is real. I've counseled so many people throughout the years that one of their biggest challenges of letting go is that they never felt like they had a real relationship. If they've been hiding the relationship from their parents or if it's been a relationship where they've been, you know, they date a little bit, but then they break up. They date a little bit and then they break up. These are all scenarios where people, children, well, children, teenagers, they're still kids in a lot of ways, but teenagers really struggle 
with that reality. And so it causes them to want to find reasons to stay in the relationship. It causes them to feel that the relationship needs to be protected and they need to defend that it's a real relationship. So A, as parents, never try to take shots at the relationship and discount it and dismiss it as not being real. In fact, I suggest the opposite. I would suggest saying something like this if this was my son. Hey, I know that this is a hard breakup for you because this was a real relationship. Now, time out. You're just stating the way that they see it. You're not arguing. You're not triggering any defensiveness to them. In fact, you're validating them by saying, I know this isn't like a girl you had a little crush on. I know this is someone that you really care about. And so because of that, it's not easy to break up with that person. And even if you do break up with them, it's hard to stay broken up. It's hard not to talk and text all the time because that's what you're used to doing. So that's that's the first thing. So A. B, in that conversation, you'll find that if it's your child that you're saying this to, and if this is my son, he'd be like, I know, like, like people don't understand. Like her mom doesn't understand how much we care about each other uh, and, and how much we mean to each other. And we're just so close. She's my best friend. Then what you're doing is you're allowing your child, you're allowing your son in this situation to express and vent and air out the frustrations that is causing him to feel like he has to protect the relationship. Once you let your son or whoever it is in, in the situation, if you choose to use this advice and the suggestion, once you let them air it out and let them talk about it, you then don't jump right in and tell them what to do. The second thing I always suggest people to do is instead of saying, okay, so now you realize that you know you should be broken up. You know I know it's hard for you, but it's best for you. Don't try to convince them and sell them that this is right. How many jobs have you guys ever had to leave? Not because you didn't like some things about the job, not because you didn't like some people at the job, but there was something about it that just wasn't good timing and didn't fit for you. Maybe it was too far away. Maybe they, they, they required something that was taking too much away from your personal time. Maybe you had to work too many hours. And you liked it, you wanted it, and you were going back and forth, back and forth to stay or to quit, to stay or to quit. Let's say you went and got other job interviews. You, you, you looked at other jobs and you're still struggling to make the decision. That's no different than a teenager trying to figure out to break up, stay broken up, get back together. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're moonlighting back and forth. They're like, I, I want to be broken up because I know we need to but I want to be with them. And so they're playing two different roles. They're trying to pretend to be friend while they're doing all the things of dating. I had tons of teenagers tell me, you know, we broke up. I'm like, really? I'm like, so how's it been going? Well, you know, we still talk every day. Still talk every day? Well, it doesn't sound like you're broken up. What that really means is breaking up is hard and they're unsure. There's no class in school that says, here's how you, if you accomplish all these steps, you now are officially broken up. Now, when there's no drama or no huge, like horrible thing that happened that caused them to break up, that makes it even more complicated in some ways, of course. So when you're listening to your child, when you're listening to them talk about things, you're listening to them, you know, open up about it, you don't want to sell them on the breakup and convince them it's best for them. Instead, I would suggest Instead of saying, oh, this is best for you, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be so much better and you don't have to worry about sneaking around, you have to do these things, just tell them a story and a time where it was difficult for you when you went through a breakup. Now, parents out there, 
if you just married the first person you dated and that was it and you're happily married, well, you're kind of a unicorn, right? That That's not too common. However, if that's a case, you've never really had to deal with a breakup dating someone and, and not dating them and off and on anymore, then you might have to use someone that, that the kid really respects, likes, maybe one of your siblings or, you know, some family member. But most people have had the experience of going back and forth in relationships. Tell your kid, instead of telling them what to do, tell them that you feel for them because you've personally, you know, gone through the same thing. Now, the key to this part is you don't want to take too much time. You don't want to talk to them for 45 minutes and start reminiscing and getting in all your own thoughts, you know, and going down these deep rabbit holes of about all the intricate details of your breakup with this person, how you went back and forth. You don't want to do that because then it takes the attention off them and it puts it on you and they'll lose interest. But you do what you do want to do is you do want to tell a story about what had happened and just give the highlights, the, like the bullet points to it. It could sound something like, yeah, you know, I was in this relationship with this person. We tried to break up because... Maybe they were moving away and we tried to do long distance. We'd visit and go back and forth. And over time, we realized that the relationship just passed its expiration date. And if you haven't heard me talk about this on the podcast, it's very important to take this into consideration. Expiration dates are part of all relationships in life. Now, when we think about expiration dates, we usually think about milk or, you know, perishables and stuff like that. But expiration dates are the same way. Something that we first buy is only fresh for a certain period of time. Once it hits the expiration date, we have to re-up. We have to decide to either get rid of that thing and never deal with it again or to evolve it and make a newer version of it. So for example, example, their relationship, if they want to go to friends, they can't go from dating right to friends. They would have to go from dating, some time apart, some separation, and that gives time for a friendship to grow and to happen. Now, the challenge is, and this is a lot of people's worries, is that if they go back and forth, back and forth, and they don't, you know, really, you know, make a decision, they could end up hurting each other. Because if you're technically not, and I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see this on the video, if you're technically not together and you're still talking to the other person, it can definitely cause one of the two people to start flirting and dating other people while they're still trying to hold on to this relationship because they're not sure if they want to be done with it. Or like me with a couple of my relationships because I got serious abandonment mommy issues, I just didn't want to see the person I was dating dating someone else. And guys, I can only speak from a guy perspective. I always knew when I was getting close to a point of a break with my girlfriend, I always knew there was at least a handful of hyenas, my buddies, waiting and lurking in the shadows that would have loved to start talking to my girlfriend. Now, of course, they would never intentionally break the guy code. They would never intentionally try to steal my girlfriend from me, but fair game. Some guys, they have a crush on a girl that they're around all the time. They're not dating her. So when I'm arguing with her and complaining about it, they're going, yeah, yeah, but in their mind, like, oh, she's not that bad. You're kind of a jerk, Dave. So it's always harder when you break up with someone when you know that other people are attracted to them too. Because if you're attracted to them, other people are likely going to be attracted as well. So it's very important as the parent, don't try to convince them, don't try to sell them, validate them, acknowledge, tell them, hey, you know, like I, I feel for you. Share with them some experiences that you've had with breakups and let them know what they're going through is part of the breakup process. 
It's not right. It's not wrong. Sometimes it takes time. If you push them and you pressure them, it will make them feel like they have to make a quick decision. I don't want my kid to be so freaked out and can't make a decision but feel lots of pressure. And then, you know, he ends up dating another girl on the side and then ruining his opportunity with this girl or vice versa. Or they end up fighting because they see each other talking to other people when they're technically broken up and they can talk to other people. So as a parent, if you want to hurry up the process to relieve them from any potential wrongdoing or any more hurt and pain, I get it. It's totally normal. And everyone has to go through the grieving process of the death of a relationship. So just remember expiration dates, they always happen. You could even use this information. Just tell them, hey, sounds like the relationship you guys had before expired. You guys are going to have to start a new relationship. If that's going to be a friendship relationship, I don't think it's possible for you to be friends right now after you just start dating. I don't know about you, but most people have to have a little bit of time apart from each other. And a lot of people say that they need closure at the same time. So tell your kids, say, listen, it's probably going to take a little bit of time for closure. It's probably going to take a little time for you guys to turn friends. But for you guys to say, let's just be friends right now, I don't think you guys have friend feelings. I think you guys have people who are breaking up, sadness, frustration, uh, not feeling like you have control of the situation. I think you have those kind of feelings. Validating your kids, validating their feelings, not trying to sell them what's going on. Share with them your own personal experiences, how this is a common thing. They are not aliens. Nothing's wrong with them if they feel heartbroken, if they feel like they can't meet someone else like that and open up and share like that with someone else You know, after this one person. Don't try to convince them of it. Just reassure them that this is normal to have those feelings. Don't try to take their feelings away. Definitely don't try to tell them that their feelings and their opinions are wrong. Just acknowledge that their opinion can't be wrong. It's theirs. And you'll be with them to support them the whole entire way. You always want to keep the line of communication open. If you start pushing your kid too much, don't you think it's better that you've broken up? Aren't you happier now that you're not together? Don't you think you're going to be so much better in the future? That's a passive way of trying to slide in and tell your kid that you want them to do this thing and you're trying to convince them. Don't try to do that because then they're going to feel the pressure and they're going to pull back and not be as open with you when they're struggling with their sadness, hurt, pain, or frustration from the relationship. You always want to keep the relationship open so that they can vent to you without them feeling like you're going to be their counselor or their therapist. So you guys, I'm thankful for that question. I'm pretty confident that at least a few people out there can share this with someone, can relate to this themselves, can be helpful information. And, you know, hey, this isn't a question about teenagers, but it's not that much different if you got young adult kids, maybe they're in college, maybe they moved outside the house and they're going through something similar. The way to support someone when they're going through a breakup that's challenging because it's very vague about whether they should stay together or not stay together, this is the same system. It's the same process I use. You know, it's just a different age group. So thanks as always, you guys, for being uh, followers here at Light the Fight. And just a little reminder, if you want to get the visual, so the whole video camera version of this episode, and if you want to get uh, bonus content every single week for just simply $5 a month, you can join our Patreon, and that's www.patreon.com backslash Light the Fight. Uh, like I said, you get some more information, you get some more details, we answer more questions there, you get to be a part of our community, you can directly communicate if you like, and it's just a way to stay more closely connected with us, and also it helps us, you know, pay some of the bills here at Light the Fight. So thank you guys very much, and until next time, thank you for helping us to light the fight.